0: Hello listener, welcome to the Switch It podcast, coming to you today from the studio at ESPN headquarters for the first time in two years, so once again you'll actually be able to hear all the rubbish we spout. The Test match in Antigua produced a remarkable result, at least by recent standards, neither England nor West Indies lost. Despite the pessimism on display in our last episode when Andrew Miller and Alexis Nunez unloaded enough baggage to sink a steamship, Both teams proved they knew which end of the bat to hold in a hard-fought stalemate. Andrew and Alexis are with me again today, no doubt ready to scrap over which side is in worse state going into the second match starting in Barbados on Wednesday. Uh, Good to see you both in glorious 3D. We're obviously socially distanced, so there'll be no coming-to-blows over hard-luck tales. Miller, I'll start with you. The great Red Bull Reset <laughs> looked to be experiencing a familiar glitch on the first morning, with England 48 for four inside 90 minutes.
1: I mean, it was it was it was just so predictable, so familiar, so hello misery, envelop me, please. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, to be fair, it all worked out in the end. By the end of that match, England had got three centurions. I think it was the first time since Rajkot in 2016, uh, which is quite impressive. Um, Joe Root, has got, got one of them, which is always good news because he last thing he wants is for three Centurions in England's team to occur, and Root not to be one of them, because if Root is not in form, then everything else collapses around him. But no, he, he got his second innings 100. Zach Crawley, a very fine yeah. 100. And Johnny Bairstow, uh, continuing where he left off uh, with, his, with his fine innings in Sydney. But, uh, you know, to, to pick up the theme of misery, um, <laughs> I want to jump forward from, from England's woes with the battle, eventual triumphs, and uh, focus in on the bowling. Because, Ooh. you know, let's face it, controversial let's face, it. let's face it we we've talked a lot about England's bowling and dropping Broad and Anderson and we saw with with what happened with England's bowling Wokes and Overton I'm afraid just did not look like they were going to cut the mustard as a new ball pairing and then factor in Mark Wood and uh, dodgy elbows we don't know quite the extent of it yet but um you know Mark Wood has got a dodgy elbow, he's our fastest bowler, and Alexis is the resident expert on fast bowlers with dodgy elbows. So <laughs> um it's it's a worry if England have gone from gone from a, a momentary feeling of of, of of serenity to a position where they've got apt, you know, 90 mile an hour bowlers once more. Um, you know, that reset is reset in the wrong way, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, Well, uh, I mean, uh, Alexis, I I was going to come to you and say that quite a bit went right for West Indies in that game. And if England lost their fastest bowler, then things are surely looking up. But you're here to tell us where it (laughs) all is going to go wrong or where it nearly went wrong in the end in Antigua.
2: So I had a long look at myself this morning in the mirror and I said, you know, do I feel happy? Do I feel satisfied? Because... Any day for the last decade, would I celebrate a draw against England? We could be playing in Jupiter. It doesn't have to be home because Lord knows we have been slapped at home in F times. And I can't say I'm happy. I think I'm more just relieved. I'm relieved. And I said, I'll accept this. This is acceptable. But still, from everything that we talked about in the preview in the first podcast, I think 90% of them happened. Did I not say that I only tune into our batting when Jason Holder comes in, and I still think he's coming in a little too quickly, not for his fault at all. It's just because nobody in our top order really puts up their hand or their bat. And what's happened in both innings is Jason Holder there that's, of course, you know, been partnered with Nkrumah Bonner, who just played out of his skin. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a bit. Um, But again, I remember seeing, you know, when England, I think, had made it, Just for those that don't know, I was in Germany covering football and trying to, you know, follow this test as well. Probably not the healthiest thing for your mental health to follow West Indies on the road when you're trying to focus on an interview with a footballer. But I remember seeing when England got to about uh, just over 100 for the loss of a wicket and I was like, oh goodness, here we go. Because once again, if, if our bowling isn't firing the way we want it to then I start to panic. I panic even more than usual because I already go into every test in a panic anyway because I was saying, I mean, what's this going to get to? How much more can England put on? And then do I pick us to chase it down even though we did finally get to 300, which was that I was celebrating as if we had won. I wish there was only, you know, two innings (laughs) just overall in the entire match. Um, But again, it, it, it still gives me the question if... This were the full strength England. If this wasn't the England that's surrounded by uncertainty of this red ball cricket reset, we could have been, you know, they could have wiped the floor with us. Really and truly, they could have wiped the floor with us. And unlike you guys, you can look back and say, well, if we brought in this person, that person, if we brought in the Jimmies, the Stewarts, etc. Then you, you've
0: mentioned be, them. Yeah, I've I mentioned <laughs> the, that. We're going
2: to get into Jimmy and Stuart Broads. The
0: names that must but not be uttered on the There are talk. those
2: options. But looking at this West Indies team, this is kind of the West Indies test team that we are looking to work with now, you know. So if this team's not firing the way you want it to or competing the way you want it to, then what else is there for us? So I think too many of the the concerns that I had going into this first test did, you know, they were still there to haunt me. But of course there were some positives so maybe we should look at the we, positives. We will, you will have <laughs> to talk about some of them. We're, we started with the misery hour, for
0: real. <laughs> for, just for variety's sake. Um, I mean, Miller. a draw looked a long way off after the, that sort of uh, opening. Uh, and then a result looked a long way off when the final day began. England, um, as Alexis has noted in that second innings, 200 for one, they were 153 ahead. But uh, on a surface that was a sort of as unresponsive as a teenager playing Call of Duty. Um <laughs> At, at the end of the day, England's winless run in Antigua um, pertained, still pertained, but um, quite a bit got squeezed in <laughs> in the meantime.
1: Yeah, they gave it a go. They gave it a good go. I mean, it's a bit weird though, isn't it? I I, I wonder how much of England's reaction to uh, the uh, failure to go for victory against New Zealand last summer still hangs over the side. I mean, it, I, I thought I was a, a lot of... If you remember back, it was it was a... a Potentially tempting chase that they they basically batten down the hatch. Very looking, similar, the, uh, r- the similar Nats, sort of yeah. dynamic, and and there was a lot of flack flying around saying, you know, you, why didn't you go for it? The reason they didn't go for it was manifestly found out for the rest of the year. England don't have the batting to go for anything, um, so that wasn't that wasn't um, an issue. So therefore, you know, throwing that very scenario at a team that they that everyone knows we've all discussed is flaky. Uh, and there's no no question about it. There's a flaky. Flakiness to that batting lineup. It was it was a very, I thought it was an impressive gamble that England took. I must admit though, in that in that final morning, before it was obvious quite what sort of leveling we were aiming for, you know, having gone through an entire three days of batting serenity and you know, board draw was on the horizon, and obviously we knew about Mark Wood's elbow. Um, there was a lot of me, a lot of me thought, you know what, the best thing you can do here is just bat all day, build an absolute daddy, let, let Zach Crawley go for 200, break his own record,
2: you know, mm-hmm. you know,
1: the, you know. just lay down a marker, score 500 for one, declared, you know, that, that, that was the other alternative, it said you end up with, with Dan, Dan Lawrence marching in and retreating to leg and yonking <laughs> it over, cover every ball, absolutely but magnificent to watch, but, is that really the best way to prove you're not a bunch of sloggers? Is going out and having a slog <laughs> and you know losing four for nineteen in, in a slightly uncontrolled middle middle period of, of, of declaration setting? I mean, there's no there's no easy way for England's batters to win in such a scenario. You've got to go out there and give it a go. And ultimately, the proof was uh, putting putting West Indies under the squeeze. But from a batting perspective, part of me really just wanted them just to think, you know what, just. You've got a little <coughs> bit of discipline going on here. Yeah. Zach Crawley showed all that discipline, not chasing his cover drives, and pretty much the same as Johnny Bairster in the first innings. In fact, the two centuries were very much of an ilk in that regard. And so to suddenly get back, in, back into bad habits so soon after almost finding some good ones, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the proof would have been in the pudding ultimately. But uh, I, it, I, it does it, leave it, me wondering uh, whether England are going to learn anything in a hurry if, if, they, uh, if they don't learn fundamentals of test batting again.
0: Uh, a little bit damned if you do, damned if you don't, I exactly suppose, that. because of, uh, if you don't set up the game, then people will also complain. Um, uh, and Alexis, West Indies, uh, we, can, we can continue on the brittle batting theme here for a little bit longer, if you like. Um, Mark Butcher, I think on, on commentary on TV referenced the game in Antigua a couple of years ago when uh, in the fourth innings, West Indies were bowled out in 26.5 overs mm-hmm. by India. Um it didn't quite get to that level uh, it, on this occasion uh, there was another 50 opening stand yeah. so but in both innings uh, you know you had the platform which um, is is a start but um, at 67 for 4 when Jermaine Blackwood had a almighty hack across the line at, <laughs> in, in sort of the first over after tea um, in true
2: Jermaine <laughs> Blackwood form
0: <laughs> was that you know was that um, heart and mouth or were you just really starting to feel alive at that point
2: Oh, alive with misery. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like this is what
0: I it. came for. This is No,
2: I know I, this, this is what I came for. This is the collapse I was yeah. waiting for. I told just you all. Proof. I told you all. It's true. No, honestly, I just when I did see that I said, "Oh, boy, here we go again. Here we absolutely go again." And it's so funny because I know you mentioned that um that 50 run stand and I just I, I know I was telling you guys just off camera too that so many times I've spoken to the Jeff Dijon and he said wow it's a it's a sad day when we now celebrate 50 run stands from your opening pair as if it's you know 100 or 200 or 150 as you do back in the day and but that's literally that's the state of our batting now you know and even then that I know Miller's trying to say that's the state of our batting now too (laughs) (laughs) it's true true. but it is it is and I know obviously there's a lot of Rebuild supposed to be going on. But it, it, I think it does go down to, as Miller was saying, the fundamentals of test cricket is what you want. Because again, you see Jermaine Blackford doing that and you're like, why Jermaine, why? And I know that he's <laughs> such a capable batsman. He's of an age right now as well that, you know, he he knows he knows what he should do. But I think with the West Indies now, whenever we do, we talk about my panic, I think our batsmen do tend to panic. And, and the, the comfort zone for us to go into is to chase down or put on runs quickly and then maybe breathe and step back and say, mm-hmm. okay, we've put on a lot, like a la Chris Gale, a la Andre Russell. But these are players that you know are freaks of nature. They're one in a generation kind of thing. And I think that that's what I was worried about. I was, I was worried even though I was about to say, see my points about to be proved. <laughs> but I was definitely worried because I said, oh, geez, can we just have a moment of silence for Jason Holder who constantly has to <laughs> just put this entire team on his back with batter and ball, but mainly so with batter as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kept saying. I knew that batting was going to begin when Jason Holder walks in (laughs) and Nkrumah Bonner, thank goodness. But again, it was just, um, when I saw the scores, I was like, okay, it doesn't look like the typical telephone number,
0: (laughs) but it's still
2: not, it still doesn't read pretty for, again, I just keep thinking that overall this is a draw and it's England and we look at England as a, I suppose you could say, a bigger side overall, a more qualified side. Um... I think that it might have been a slight opportunity missed, if I dare say. I'm not trying to, like, big us up. But again, we're home. Again, you know, England haven't won here at home in a while, a series. And again, just hearing Miller talk about all the uncertainties surrounding this England team, this was our best shot, you know, as any in how many years I think we've had to really go for it I think overall against England across these three tests so I think part of me looks at this as an opportunity missed and the other part of me um, looks at this as yes I'll be okay with a draw but still I'm not satisfied I'm just disappointed with the fact that the same questions that we've had just keep rearing their ugly head.
1: I must say, though, in, in mitigation for Blackwood, not 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 not, <laughs> not, not, not my job is to defend batsmen on this pod, But he came into this test with an average of forty-seven against England mm. and a proven ability to take the attack to England. And so you you just think about where his mental state would have been yeah. with that with that fifty fifty-run partnership, just laying the basis of what could have been a real opportunity that final session. Then suddenly, bang bang bang, three wickets, including a wicket from the final ball before tea tumble and suddenly he's got 20 minutes to stew having a one minute being thinking right you know what i could i could be coming out coming out to bat with with the men back and a chance of play some play some shots get some momentum get into their heads in the way that he's done it before Mm -hmm. and instead he comes out with six men around the bat and all the pressure (laughs) on has a hack he was never going to be his game in that scenario but you know the 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 speed with which that turned around again points to the fact that england made a good good declaration to to turn the screw, uh, but yeah, it was never going to be about him in that scenario, but had it no. not been for those wickets, if he 'd come out you know say i 'm ninety for ninety for two or ninety for three a little bit a little bit further down the line, he might have had a little bit more of opportunity, I, I suspect to play his play, his game. play R- his game
0: reminded me a bit I mean Blackwood was one of those cult players in many ways uh, yeah. and, and you know he 's done it against him and he played a match winning innings at Southampton, I think' on, right. on the tour here, he scored his first hundred against them, um, but it reminded me a, a little bit of um uh, 2017 at Headingley, different scenario but he came out uh, with Western yes. he's on the brink of winning <laughs> yes. tried to tried to put I think Moeen into the Western Terrace and got stumped about six yards oh, down the pitch God. so you it was, know what, it in, was Week, in that sort of vein. he's a mood
2: he, he, he's a whole mood but he, um, he credits um, a lot of his game to andre russell who they're very close he's kind of like taking him under his wing and if we do know how andre is yeah. batting it could be Andre how, coming in. that's how andre russell would try to save the exactly, test well. and you know it works for andre russell and and sometimes it has worked you know for jermaine blackwood and sometimes it has worked like that for a lot of our west indians because i say i think that that's almost our our safe mode that mm. we kind of thrive in this Slight panic of a batting collapse that you just go hell for leather, and what? it does work. You know, well, if, he connect, um, if
1: he connects with that shot and scatters yeah. a few short legs, then
2: you know, well, imagine well. that. Imagine if we started <laughs> seeing test cricket played like this just from the get go like 300 off of 150 balls.
0: <laughs> we've, we've probably seen worse, to be fair, oh, no. <laughs> watching England and, and West Indies bat a lot over recent times. Um, one guy who who doesn't fall prey to those uh, emotions, let's say, um, on the evidence of this test, certainly, and and his burgeoning test career. And Krummer Bonner, I mean, Miller, we wouldn't seen much of him known too much about him um, going into the series but after watching him bat for 493 balls uh, <laughs> we know plenty about his uh, stickability uh, now England certainly do
1: yeah well I I, I discovered something I didn't realise um, after our, our, our man Cameron Ponsonby wrote his piece on River mm. Bonner for the site it Was I, I witnessed his te- his international debut <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, never, I never even realised T20, yeah. in... T20 at the Oval in 2011 it was a miserably cold night England won by 10 <laughs> wickets I think Bonner made three. Uh, I think he'd played about four T20s before then. And so it was a completely random selection and never seen again, really. It's been 10 years in the wilderness ever since.
0: He I, doesn't yeah. look you know, like a T20 player. On the- no, <laughs> at all.
1: And I would have missed him. And funny enough, I did. And, and Lerbo, there he is, 10 years later, a completely different man. An amazing story. Just, you know, going off and he became a builder at one point And, you know, basically gave up, on, gave up on his career and then came back for one last shot. And here he is uh, with a man with a real mission to, to mm-hmm. build, <laughs> build and build and build, 493 <laughs> balls worth with nine hours in the first innings, another three or so in the second. Um, remarkable stuff. And um, yeah, where would they have been without him? And all I can do is glance enviously at, at, at what you've got there in that middle order. Oh, that... here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Uh, you know, if, we, if we do... Com- com- Combine combine the combine the forces of England and West Indies, you might end up might with, the, a team. with a with a yeah, with a good team.
0: England had a pretty decent number four until recently. Um, no. <laughs> I mean so props to your fellow Jamaican here. Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean I've known Nkrumah for for a very long time. I remember Seeing him um, play when I was just a student at the University of the West he's back in Jamaica, and he played for Jamaica in the nineteens, and then went on. Of course, he's played, you know, in our first class cricket, etc. All of our regional cricket, he's played, and he's always been quite a handy cricketer, you know. But I think that
0: that was a bit of leggies. Yeah, as well. he's
2: he's always been a handy cricketer, but um, I think he's just one of those curious cases of a late bloomer, and it's some I think the fact that he is, you know, he's 33 years old, almost 34, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that works to his favor. He has gone from, personally, he has gone from just being your regular lads, lad, you know, goes out, enjoys the bits of life. And at one point just decided, I don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. I just literally want to work at my cricket, period. And that's exactly what he's done. Um, He's, it's so funny because everyone in the team... Um, or especially in Jamaica's team, they call him, you know, like everybody's daddy. He's like the dad for the team. Like people go to him if they if they get, you know, their, <laughs> I'm telling all the Indies team secrets here, but if they go and sometimes, you know, in the younger squads, of course, um, or in the Jamaica setup, if they go and they blow like their lunch allowance on something else, you know, they'll go to Bonner and be like, Bonner, just, you know, lend me a little $50 you now. And Bonner <laughs> will give them, but he'll be like... You have to ration this out, though. You know, he's a person that has kept so many teams together. He's such a level head. And I think that that's a level head that almost comes just with age and experience. You know, I'm not saying that everyone should wait till they're about 32 years old to make their <laughs> in the test debut. But it's something that has worked in Bonner's favor. And, and you see it. You see the way he goes about his innings. This is someone who has spent years and years and years plying their trade in the game and learning the mental side of it which I think has, I mean, to be a test cricketer, we still say, I think you have to be the most mentally tough person to be a test cricketer. Now, in this day and age where you can easily be drawn out, you know, to just hit that shot and, and fall victim to panic, and you have really experienced bowlers like Jimmy Anderson or Stuart Broad, but we'll get to them <laughs> that, can, that can read that and, and draw you out. Bonner is someone that... I would blindly send out into battle any day and and expect a win coming back from him. You know, of course, um, he's been in and out. uh, He's flirted with danger and he's come back. And I think he's just such a handy cricketer and we're definitely better for it. And he's just, he's one of those curious cases. Again, it's a case that everybody should go around their own path. But he has been someone that has put in so much effort on the mental side of the game. And I think now he's reaping those rewards. And I hope he continues because... Without those runs, <laughs> everyone would have been on the beach probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, he so mentioned sort of his curious uh, record in some ways. He, he averages um, it's about twenty-eight in first-class cricket from a you know a decade-long career or more. But in in Tests for West Indies, he has the tenth highest batting average uh, for a West Indian to have scored seven hundred Test runs. So. Um, in good company. The, the yeah. other names in that list are Weeks, Warrell, <laughs> Lara, um, the best since, since Shiv um, Chandapal. Oh, that's what um, I was going to say. When so... you saw,
2: when you mentioned all the balls that he's faced <laughs> on the marathon, Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to ever find someone nowadays to compare to the great Shiv Narayan Chandapal, who is literally my favorite I was watching growing up. Because when you would see Shiv out there just literally hammering <laughs> down, and you know this man is out there and he does not want to leave no matter what. And there's the amazing stories that they tell him, you know, during the lunch breaks, every everyone would go out to lunch um and shiv would just be in the nets just mm-hmm. still even though he's on 150 it didn't matter <clears throat> and i think that's something that i liken that mental fortitude now to bonner mm-hmm. as well and they're they're definitely um they're two special people and it's come with age you saw how long shiv ended up playing for so i know bonner we- would yeah, have played him longer if well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly he would have played longer but um I think that at least as well works in Bonner's favour because if he keeps going like they said, then why not keep him, you know, until he's 34, thirty-four, five, six, seven, you know? Because certain people like <laughs> to retire people at thirty-seven, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's interesting
1: though; it kind of comes back to what I was saying at the top about England's batting approach. Is that what it, I think? It's very, very rare in this day and age to get a specialist Test batsman in a in a side. Yeah, it, there are so many so many teams that that have. Guys who can bat in Test cricket, but equally are lured across to white ball formats. And, you know, with, again, talking about Johnny Bairstow, case in yeah. point. That that century and the one in Sydney were classic examples of Bairstow knuckling down, getting his mental side into the right place, into a bonnet sort of state, mm-hmm. and avoiding chasing those those cover drives that are so lucrative for him in white ball, white ball cricket. But the the dichotomy between the two has never been greater. And therefore... It's incredible. It's so valuable to have a guy who bank, basically you're not going to worry about groomer Bonner getting getting hauled in, hauled into an IPL contract, really are you? <laughs> yeah. So you know, there he is. He he can he can just be a nugget in that format. England don't really have any bankers Nuggets. in the same way. They got they got Joe Root obviously, who's increasingly being marginalised from mm. white ball cricket, mm. almost for <laughs> test 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 preservation. But uh, it, you know, Zach Crawley, case in point. Zach Crawley is a guy. Who has got so many shots? He could be a great Test batsman. He's got he's got the certainly got the 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 stature at the crease to do so. But it won't be long before he's uh, he's being lured into the white ball side, lured into the dark side, <laughs> and, and, and you know trying to trying to find a way to navigate between the the discipline and and, and self denial required for test cricket and and obviously the, the, the fun I suppose and and the, and the lucrative <laughs> fun on the white ball side has never been harder you're saying
0: what Crew what of Honour does isn't fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, finally, had...
1: fun fun was exactly the word that, that uh, Crawley used uh, I think after his 77 at Sydney mm. he said I've never had more fun playing, tes- playing test cricket because he was playing all of his shots and they were coming off at yeah. once
2: don't get used it's to like, that yeah, you, yeah.
1: Don't, you know what test cricket shouldn't be fun <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stop having fun. We've <laughs> um, also, well, I learned anyway um, by and crew and Bonner that cool bumps is a word. So, uh, oh. uh, Alexis. Uh, yeah, I
2: had to tell you that one. I've not used cool yeah. bumps in a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, we I saw I saw it's that definitely... in copy and thought,
1: yeah, that's a Jamaican. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Didn't for sure. So, yeah, like goosebumps, but like you know, goosebumps,
2: yeah, but cooler, but cooler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Inevitably, um, oh yeah, Miller. T- you sort of mentioned burst over there. I mean. We were talking about the. It was all about the Red Bull reset. This was the redhead reset for England's innings, <laughs> um, forty-eight for four, uh, and, and clearly in a bit of strife. Um, Johnny got his hundred at, at, at Sydney in the Ashes. Promptly didn't play the next game because he bust a thumb. Um, but so this was back-to-back hundreds uh, for the first time in his Test career. Um, I mean, he looked, you know, looked like he had the bit between his teeth. He, he often does, um, but it was it, that innings. Hugely important, saved England from well, saved us from a three-day finish, perhaps, but uh, 140 <laughs> um, and signaled that he's going to be perhaps that glue in the lower middle order now. I mean, um, as John... long as they don't try and give him the gloves again. Well,
1: quite quite. Well, <laughs> even if they did, I mean, I still, I still, I still back Johnny Berstow's mental state to overcome pretty much anything, and that's that's really the key thing with Bairstow. He's fascinating on so many levels. <clears> in yeah. that, you know, it, up until 2016, he was on the way to becoming England's behind root, England's best test batter and he was he had the gloves as well I mean, he had that had that year in 2016 when he when he's got what it was fift, fift, 1500 runs and just batted immensely and obviously he got his first 100 at that January so you know he he really came through the ranks really rapidly and then suddenly it was almost like turning off a tap in test cricket because suddenly that white ball lure appeared and suddenly it became clear that I mean, Morgan's white ball team was, was going places. And, and Johnny said, you know what, I want to go where they're going because they, they, they've got a plan. They want to win the World Cup. They look like they're a team that is coming together quicker than the test team. And Johnny basically switched his, switched his game. He you know started playing these cover drives that, that boomed over, over, over the extra cover in the power play and, and got off the flyers. And, and, you know, when push came to shove at the crucial moment of that World Cup campaign, when England were basically in pretty much even worse state than the women are at the moment, having lost their three <laughs> games and basically couldn't afford to lose again, um, out came Johnny with back to back hundreds to guide England into the knockouts and from then into history. So, you know This you is can, when I told you
2: so a moment. You can
1: me. argue you can argue that, that Bearstow hasn't fulfilled his potential as a Test cricketer, or you can say Bearstow has fulfilled his potential as an England cricketer absolutely every single step of the way from twenty sixteen onwards. It's just he has chosen at that point to be a red mm-hmm. ball cricketer, at that point to be a white ball cricketer, and now quite possibly he's chosen to be a red ball cricketer again. And if he has, that's a huge, huge bonus for England because is his mind of a matter, I don't think there are many players in, in world cricket who have who have got a better example of mind of a matter than yeah. When When he wants to win and when he wants to be the man to prove a point, he generally does it. He usually does it by railing against some some perceived slight in the media or some <laughs> someone who's who's, mm-hmm. who's said something mean to him, and he's like, oh, I'll show you. Arrgh! Gets his bits between the teeth. Right now, he's just he, he's in a almost he's almost serenely good at the moment, <laughs> and that, 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 that's unnerving. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, Besto is he, he's a guy who can do that, and um, long may it last. Because if he's if he can be a, an anchor for England in that middle order, and maybe number six is too low, but equally, um, it's no bad thing having a guy like him lurking around the middle order um to 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 prop things up rather than i think he's quite a reactive batsman fundamentally i mean that's kind of why i think he preferred to have the wiki gloves kind of gave him the opportunity to have a have a have a second role in the side while Mm -hmm. coming in lower on and 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 playing his shots whereas up top at number three he's got a century there but i don't think he enjoyed it quite so much um if he can make that his own it's a big big plus for england um going forward in in their red ball reset
2: I love that serene to describe Johnny Beristow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 unusual. I've never yeah. 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 been it's there before. It's the well, the, well, the Berestow
0: spirit animal. The Berestow spirit <laughs> animal.
2: We have. Um, I forgot what kind of doggo it was. I'll try to find. It like it's, it's true. Very yes. Hairy chow, chow chow. Big one. But um, no. That's. I remember as well. I told. I looked Miller dead in the eyes and I said, "There's two batsmen on your team that I am terrified of, and that is Johnny Berstow and Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. We don't even need to go into him. We know exactly what he can do." Johnny Beristow, though, I mean, on a good day or a bad day, I like that he goes out there to bat like he always has a point to prove. You know, for better or for worse, sometimes it gets the better of him. As we know, sometimes when you play with too much passion, you know, you overthink things and it doesn't come off. But then you find maybe a serene Johnny Beristow like now. But he's still, I feel, that kind of innings is an innings that shows I have a point to prove. And I suppose in this red ball reset, you know they were like any questions about who how this top order should look well let me just put my two cents in and now that's how we're thinking of him exactly and he's one of those he like ben stokes i feel like they're game changers they almost just need themselves and maybe a a little seasoning of criticism (laughs) lurking about and they are happy to let their game do the talking and i think when i saw the way that johnny Bearstow was going. I said, no, this is gonna be a big one. It was breaking my heart, but I said, this is gonna be a big one. I was absolutely terrified. Um, But he definitely showed exactly, I think what I knew he's capable of doing. And it'll it'll be interesting to see if he can continuously do this. Um, and then, as Miller was saying, probably cement himself in a new kind of role for this New England team. It's amazing to
1: think at the start of the Ashes, he he, he wasn't just mm. not in the side, but yeah. almost almost being booted out of the side. It was there was kind of you know, your time's up, Johnny. You, you you've, you've not mm. done what we expect of you. Um, just he hadn't really been given a chance to do what was expected of him. I mean, yeah. he I spoke to him after um, his recall to the Test team for India um, in August, and literally, he was he was coming off. Essentially, a night shift. He'd driven through the night from a, from finishing a game at a Welsh Fire uh, in the hundred, uh, obviously. So you know his last his last Red Bull game had been yeah, very nice kit, but great yeah, everything matches else, his everything hair. Else <laughs> yeah, so God knows when he last had a Red Bull net, probably in 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 Sri Lanka potentially, and maybe maybe before India. I can't remember. Yeah, not, no, they certainly come back not the IPL. But uh, he, yeah, so he, he, yeah, he came back came back for India. So he would have been played in March, wasn't that? And wouldn't have touched a red ball since he'd have been in the hundred, been in the 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 T twenty reckoning, and suddenly he drives through the night. Has a COVID test on arrival in Loughborough. Has a broken night's sleep. Gets up, goes to the nets, and then straight into a test match. He made As thirty. Do. He made thirty and thirty in <laughs> in that match, and frankly, it was a very thirty sort of sort of day. It was like, well, what do you expect from him? It's his test average. And he's he's performed exactly as you would expect, which is averagely, because he's been given absolutely no chance to perform here, because England do not give their players yeah. a chance to be all things to all formats at the moment, because there's too much cricket. Um, so yeah, a bit of focus and a bit of chance to knuckle down and Watch the
0: space. Yeah, they, they didn't need him to be all things in this case. Just, just the one thing focused <laughs> uh, on that on that recovery. He had the important Stokes, folks, wokes alliance for the <laughs> first time. time.
2: Love exactly. that.
0: <laughs> That's what people have been calling out for.
2: Um, Say that ten times fast.
0: <laughs> uh, and that that obviously got England up above three hundred. So th- this was a, a number that we we've, we've talked about a lot. Uh, both for West Indies and England this was the first time in 13 innings that England had made 300 they did it in the second innings as well so that was the first time they would got 300 twice in the same test since Gaul in 2018 um, West Indies, though, their 300 was the first time in 14 innings. Yeah, so you, you can take you just about take the spoils there, um, Alexis.
2: Yay. I beat you on something, Miller. <laughs> and,
0: and and of course, West Indies through Nkrumah Bonham essentially went through the third day scoring mm. 171 runs in 90.1 overs. So, if we're talking about old school test match virtues, <laughs> that was it right there. Um, <laughs> It, it, didn't, it didn't quite set up the game. It didn't quite get, get us a result in the end. But, uh, you know, that's, that's got to be something to be positive that about. Because... Be, before we move on to the, the, the dodgy bowling that Miller Uh-oh. wants to uh, pull apart. Miller has a whole
2: <laughs> spiel for this. I can't wait for it. I might just get some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, Are, we going Are we there yet? Well, well, <laughs> Are we there yet? We, should we open the we, floor We probably do need to go
0: um, there because West Indies said in, in the build-up that, you know, they weren't looking at the fact there was no... Gordon Anderson, they who shall not be named. <laughs> uh, and 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 that they weren't going to play any differently, um, and then they promptly went and scored eighty three of nineteen overs for their first wicket <laughs> in the first innings. Uh, John Campbell and Craig Brathwaite scoring Ooh. his as Test fifty, um, lashing Brathwaite. it around as as Craig uh, Overton and Chris Wokes in particular um, kind of fluffed their lines in in this audition to be the uh, you know the yeah. the new ball pair.
1: Yeah, so you're 48 for four on the one hand, and then 80 from 19 overs <laughs> on the other. I mean, you know, in 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 retrospect, to give a give a give a caveat to it, I mean, uh, I think it was Joe Root was saying afterwards that you know, on reflection, and it's probably a fair reflection, it was actually an old ball wicket. There was a bit of reverse swing later on. Apart from that first morning, when obviously mm. the first morning has a bit more bit more juice in the pitch, uh, the new ball didn't really do much for either team. So there was um, some mitigation there, but at the same time. England had completely set themselves up to fail in this reboot by the, by the exhaustive excuses that they'd given for, for bidding off or the lack of excuses, really. They'd given off for bidding off those who, who shall not be, ma- be named. Essentially, it <laughs> seemed to have stemmed or potentially stemmed from that slightly peevish press conference that Joe Root had given at Adelaide mm. in which he said that uh, basically they'd lost because their batting had failed but he was basically blaming the bowlers for bowling too short with the new ball. And so it was inevitable, given that that was one of the reasons, one of the few glimmers of, of, of frisson between Root and his senior bowlers, that the fact that he didn't, the bowlers didn't follow orders was the reason they got bin, therefore income, new obedience, new bowl bowlers gonna who are going to follow me. orders. Woo. And their orders were clearly to pitch it up and aim for swing. And they pitched it up and aim for swing and they pitched it up and aim for swing and they got tonged, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> spanked. I mean, you know, the, the, Chris Wokes was straining so much... For this new ball swing I think um, by one measure he, was, he sent 10 balls down the leg side in 12 overs which essentially three runs with a new ball ping off my pads next ball please and then pitched up over, over pitch ping straight through the covers um, it was guileless and I've got so much time for Chris Wokes as a, as a human being and a cricketer he's won England a World Cup mm. let's not forget again you know the semi-final in uh, in at edge-busting against Australia, that new ball spell mm. was a massacre. It was what England needed at that moment to to get them over the line into the final. And he performed perfectly adequately with the ball in the final as well. He he is a magnificent cricketer, and as we all know, his home record is is up there with the best ninety-four wickets at twenty-two. I think it is, which I think is better than Anderson, Border even Anderson, even in uh, his recent iteration. Yeah. So, um, absolutely no question, he is a supreme international cricketer but just as it's incredibly hard to be all things to all formats it's incredibly hard to be a mm. test batter and a white ball batter it just so happens that his Achilles heel or his Achilles elbow to, to use the, <laughs> use the, to use the <laughs> vernacular is is overseas bowling for whatever reason yeah. even with a Duke's ball um, he could not produce the bowling that was required of England in those circumstances and it didn't take dropping Broaden and Anderson to find out that Chris Wokes is not the answer with the new ball overseas we knew that already he averaged 55 in the Ashes. His overall average overseas is 52. So the Ashes already made his average worse <laughs> overseas, and it already broadened out the the difference between the two. I think it was a case close, and even he thought that as well. I mean, yeah. he was he, he he admitted in you know speaking to the media before for the match and said, "Yeah, I, I was surprised to get the call. Frankly, he he thought his his days as an overseas test bowler were done, and so." He was on a hide into nothing and he got hided. And um that's really, really unfortunate. And he didn't he didn't deserve that sort of treatment. I don't know where England go now though, because they mm. backed themselves in a the corner with obviously Mark Wood's injury is a big, big problem. They're almost certainly gonna to have to go to saki mood, um, to put that ninety mile an hour alternative. Is Ollie Robinson gonna be fit? I mean, again, they've they backed themselves into a the corner by binning off two guys who basically never had a fitness problem. The pop Pop calf, uh, accepted yeah. certainly never been a never been a problem with running out of steam uh, and conditioning, yeah. and so you know yes, they're, they're, yeah. the guy who they put all this weight on literally is uh, is is not fit enough for purpose. Um, it's it's not an ideal not an ideal scenario on any, on any level, and that's leaving aside the fact that all of a sudden England are without a 90 mile an hour guaranteed 90 mile option, which mm-hmm. essentially comes back to the problem going back to the cycle <laughs> all the way back to India in 2016 and even before that.
2: If England don't mm. have 99
1: yeah. bowlers overseas, they basically don't have a prayer. We're we're back in Groundhog Day, <laughs> uh, so yeah, make, pick pick the bones out of that one, frankly.
2: Would would we have had a happier Miller and a result in England's favour if we had they who shall not be named? <laughs> See, I'm going to outright say, well, I tell yes. you what,
1: I tell you what we would have had. We would have had two bowlers who had the smarts to realise the ball's not swinging. Mm. We need to drag our length back, which mm. is exactly what they did in Adelaide. And um, they would have had the ability to bowl reverse swing, much as, to be fair, Overton and Wokes, to a lesser degree, did find reverse swing, just not enough pace to cause much bother. So by the time they'd have found the reverse swing, there wouldn't have been 100 for one on the board and, and, you know, a guaranteed deficit in the first innings. So... There may well have been. There's it may your well have made a difference there is your
2: answer then <laughs>
0: well say so, alexis you, you were not putting your money on west indies making a uh, consecutive 50 opening stands in this test were you so presumably no. if jimmy was up against craig Brathwaite and, and john campbell and 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 john campbell who had a very john campbell return to the side definitely um, a very john campbell return to the side 35 um, in the first innings and then then eventually when england do start Change, changing tack, Craig Overton gets him caught down the leg side off, off a bumper and then in the second innings when ball, um, <laughs> when the chase isn't really on but you know again a solid start, Craig Brathwaite's just got out to a, a shooter mm. um, John Campbell tries to, to take Jack Leach over the top and picks <sighs> out mid on um, so the, the, that debate is still going to continue um, That clearly. debate
2: is definitely going to continue but actually you just mentioned a name there, Jack Leach <laughs> pretty Mm. decent test you know yeah i think so too i I think that's the when i was looking at all the stats after because obviously i didn't get to physically watch as many there's not much cricket in germany shockingly um (laughs) but when i did come back and i was following and i was just seeing him going on and i was looking at it and i know five wickets overall may not seem like wow that's impressive but i thought he very much um as well on the topic of johnny bear so proved Proved a point that he was a bit of an underrated hero, I think, in this one.
0: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, after he had obviously had a difficult Ashes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, he's got a good record uh, over, away from home because England don't play him at home. Has but... he been back <laughs> to Specsavers? Probably got <laughs> some new ones. <laughs> um, yeah, we, did, we didn't see him sort of wiping his glasses, <laughs> did we? Doing, doing his uh, uh, the heroics, but I mean, he certainly out bowled out bowled yeah, who, who uh, had a tough game um, yeah. first home test. In seven or eight years, something I like mean, that.
1: He, bowled, he bowled with accuracy, and that I, mean, mm. I think Mike Atherton wrote this in, in the Times, saying, that, you know, it's all very well. You, let's get, let's not get too overexcited about this, because frankly, the, the the fundamental for a a spinner, certainly an English spinner overseas, is to bowl accurately, mm. you know, Monte bowled <coughs> the bowl accurately. Montepanis also pretty much bowled the same ball all the time. So, <laughs> so in the wrong conditions, if the ball wasn't ragging, he was a bit too easy to to resist. So, ultimately, you know, perhaps, what was it going? For, Fifty odd overs at twos, and getting was, five was, wickets. Was, uh, yeah, sixty yeah. maybe. So you know, he yeah. he was he nailed down a length. Seventy
0: three overs in the in the yeah. in the game. So. Yeah, um, no, no, he
1: he was he was he was fine. I I still wonder though, and you know, again looking at what's going on in uh, uh, in Karachi, where where a leg spin has just been picked. You know, England do mm-hmm. have this. This guy sitting in... The, in they in, allegedly have one in the tour party. Have one in the, you know, in the luggage not, somewhere. It's <laughs> not to say, not to say you would know, play him instead Buried. of Jack Leach, but ultimately, if you're trying to unlock a batting order that doesn't want to be unlocked on a pitch that doesn't want to respond, the better way to do that is guy who's going to turn it with, with wrist rather than fingers. And uh, hmm. England have got this guy who, who they seem to drag around the world with them <laughs> everywhere they go and never play him. They never have yeah. the courage of their convictions to, to throw him in and give him a debut. If they're not going to do it on this tour with 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 this reset, even if even the reset is an accidental zeitgeist that came out of a press conference where someone said the word and everyone picked up on it it's still the zeitgeist it's still you're still resetting so why not try to reset again it comes back to my confusion over the initial selections like why would you not pick Saki mood mm. when when you're resetting why would you why would you go for two seamers who you know aren't mm. necessarily going to cut the muscle overseas likewise. I don't see why you wouldn't try it right now. If, you, if your levels are... Uh, if, if things are bossing out so much for England that, that they, you know, they, they don't quite know where they're headed with, a, with their test bowling attack, throw him in. Give it a go. Well, mm. What's the worst that could happen? Um, but yeah, to come back to Leech. I thought he bowled fine. But the trouble was, when, when he came up against a batting lineup that did not want to budge, <laughs> um, He even he couldn't find his way through because um, you know, he needed support, frankly. And there wasn't going to be 90-mile-an-hour at the other end.
0: Um, and the, the the point where the final day might have pivoted, as it were, um, with your man Jason Holder, West Indies batting order beginning at, at, at that moment. <laughs> the true
2: opener.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. When when he got one that would have hit the stumps, left. In fact, a pretty bad decision to leave one that yeah. was uh, Hawkeye said would have hit the top of leg stump. England didn't review it. So if, if at that point. Um, if Holder had got out then I think there were 22 overs left on that final day. It would have been could five have been down. It, it could have been. Could, could have, have been, been a Miller story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have been bittersweet though because then that would mean you'd be we'd force you to be happy and complimentary today. <laughs> and <it's laughs>
0: worth saying as well that West Indies West Indies lower order batted quite well in the first innings yep. as well. So um, you would have liked to hope perhaps. <laughs> Let's not say. Bank on it, but uh, yeah. they they, were, they could have found a way through there um, on what was a pretty flat pitch. I mean, I suppose one of the other elements uh, in terms of selection and whether Matt Parkinson comes into it or not is that England, as teams do these days, go out to the Caribbean thinking it's going to be you know pretty pretty seamer friendly. Um, the tests there have been yeah. uh, on the on the short and lively side. Um, this was a, this was a bit of a th- throwback. Uh, uh, in, Massive in throwback, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Barbados next, um, yeah. Alexis, I think we, we think that's going to be a bit livelier. We
2: should see a result in Barbados, definitely. I think there's always lively tests there. I mean, good memories for us, that's for sure. But you know what, England still seem to have fun there, which is why um, it makes for these kind of amazing tests that we do see. So I think uh, I think we should definitely have a result there. We'll see we'll see where it goes because once again Jason Holder double hundred this time Jason (laughs) Holder double hundred England
0: England, England were bowled out for 77 there uh, um,
2: three years Uh ago we'd see if Bonner can get a double hundred (laughs) but then I mean look at Johnny Bairstow now as well who's high on confidence I still feel like Ben Stokes is going to come to the party at some point and I almost shudder to think when it could be. Yeah. If he's
0: uh, if he's not too knackered from well, bowled forty one overs and in a test he was supposed to be making his yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Easing back into a little bit yeah. of bowling after I mean, having I, a side I, strain in the ashes. It does
1: bug me. <laughs> it does it really does bug me. It, it, this England over bowling people? The, yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> no, what, of what of other that examples before? are there? <laughs> of all the of all the things that <laughs> Joe Root does right, and he bats wonderfully well, and he's clearly immensely popular with his team, which are two very important parts of, of leadership. Yeah. But in terms of having the ability just to say no to people, I'm not sure he knows quite how to do it. And it, it, clearly, clearly there was they came into that match, all the talk... Previously, I mean, Stokes barely bowled in the warm-up game. Then he took two wickets and, and looked like he was lively again. So, I thought, OK, that, that's a good sign, but we'll, we'll take it easy. And Sunday bowls 28 overs in the first innings, which was his heaviest bowling workload since 2015 in a test match that he's coming back from a side strain that was basically caused by Joe Root not picking wood mm-hmm. at Adelaide and recalling on Stokes to bang it in halfway down and basically break himself for, for the cause. I mean, the, the, the use of, of Stokes during the Ashes was just daft. Uh, and now suddenly they're bowling in 41 overs, including right up to the bitter end of a game that was, that mm. was you know, uh, Carl Sprathwaite had, had some slightly uh, eyebrow-raising comments about 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 uh, the disrespect shown by trying to win. But, I mean, he kind of had a point that the the the, the, the real opportunity for winning <coughs> was gone, and yet still Stokes was bel- belting in, bowling pointless overs. And again, this is a point that Steve Harmson made on TalkSport, that at Sydney, when Australia were already... Way out, way out ahead. Who was bowling pointless overs? Mark Wood. I mean, you know, England have have talked a good talk about treating these guys with kid gloves and making sure we don't overuse our crucial assets, assets in Test cricket. Yeah. And yet, every single time they get on a roll, they get a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of juice, juice in their in their in their bones, and they oh yay. Well, this, this time it's we're gonna to crack to it no, it's hard to it's say hard no it's hard
2: to say no when you, you see a, say no. a new shiny toy just doing exactly what you expect a new shiny toy to do and then but well, before you know it you'll be out and you won't well, be able to joffre,
1: play that toy. joffre <laughs> of 40, 44 overs <laughs> 44 overs in in that in that debut test at lords it's ingrained in my brain and every single one of those latter overs I think oh my
2: God, really? Another one? Yeah. You but knowing Joffrey, he was never, he was always, and he's told me this straight up, because even I said, fam, is your body not hurting, falling apart? Come on. He said, there's no way he was ever going to say, don't give me the ball.
1: But that's why you need a captain to say no. So Joffrey, no. Well, that's the
2: thing, exactly. No, I mean, <laughs> enough. Damn. Stokes or to is, is a look similar case, isn't he? To look at a Ben case, Stokes and make that call, obviously, because Stokes, he's got... Kind of that personality and enough seniority, I think, in this setup as well. That it must be hard to say no to him as well. And again, he's he's one of those that I keep saying, whether with bat or ball, he could be a game changer. You really never know. So you're just tempted to just say, all right, maybe one more over. All mm. right, I'll give you one more over. But then you do need someone, a captain, to say, Nah, mate, it's enough. Yeah. This is enough now. Maybe get in the next one.
1: Again, again, this you know comes back to those two who cannot be named. If 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 if. <laughs> If Root cannot say no we to guys who guys who, are <laughs> his, guys who guys who essentially guys who essentially his contemporaries, you know Stokes Stokes and Root are bosom buddies, yeah. and and Mark Wood they've 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 been they've they've grown up in the team together, and if he can't talk to them and say look enough's enough stop bowling, he never had a chance of getting the ball out of Jimmy and Broad's hands. So mm. potentially that you know there there is there in therein lies a potential route to the reason why England had to get rid of them. But that reflects in my opinion incredibly badly on the captain there are so many things that are good about Root but in terms of this reset I'm not convinced I'm still not convinced he's the right man to be captaining because um, ultimately you're not actually going to change an awful lot you can shuffle the shuffle all of the order and you know hope that mm-hmm. some people show a bit more judgement outside of stump but ultimately if the same guy's calling the same shots yeah. and making the same bowlers bowl the wrong overs and, <laughs> and break them um, you know you're not, you're not going to progress very far and, and
0: yet yeah, he's still hoovering up records as he goes his 13th hundred is uh, test captain for England which was uh, surpassing Alistair Cook's most wins most losses yeah. most hundreds <laughs> most
1: 50s most catches um there's something else most games so he's he's, he's got yeah. the grand slam already i mean he's like yeah. Joe, enough there's <laughs> someone else someone on the go
2: fair fair
0: um well so uh, to 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 um focus on the prospects of a of a result potentially at Kensington global um as alexis says it uh, tends to be A bit more of a result wicket that last draw was in 2011. In fact, that was a massively rain affected game as well, featuring Mm. India. Um, England beaten there in 2015, beaten there in 2019. So, uh, reason to be cheerful. Uh Stop. Do
2: not. Do not. Don't let the hope seep in. Don't let the Shea hope seep in.
0: <laughs> Sadly, uh, no Shea Hope, um no. because West Indies have named an unchanged squad, uh which means no Shannon Gabriel as well. Uh which which is, you know, probably a good thing for England. Um <laughs> Uh, the, Mark Wood doesn't seem likely to play. Miller Paul Collingwood hasn't ruled him out yet. England haven't ruled him out. That, that he's going to go for scans, and um, you know they will see how he he sort of pulls up. But you'd imagine with a, an elbow problem. With uh, the words uh, "acute pain" <laughs> in a press yeah. release, you, uh, you do sort of look good. I know. <laughs> um,
2: acute, uh, acute pain is what got me. I was like, "Whew, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's not good."
0: It's, uh, yeah, uh, and we've kind of touched on on the uh, the battery of medium pace. I mean, the, the other um, player we should mention the the actual the reset element of this eleven really the one who'd who'd never been involved before the debutant was Alex Lees who uh, will get another go undoubtedly, but uh, it was a quiet one for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, Alex Lees. I think it was a, what was it twenty second or twenty third guy who's opened the batting mm. for England, including randoms. Uh, in fact, all the random, including <laughs> including, including, Jack, including Jack Leach. So, yeah. so you know, the, the, I think it's about eighteen who are specialist openers since since Andrew Strauss retired a decade ago now, which is incredible. 20, wow, twenty twelve, twenty twelve retired. We're, <laughs> getting on. We're, getting on. We're getting on. We're getting on, and so Got are all these players. And yeah. frankly, you know, if none of the previous candidates can average more than thirty because they came into their test careers with an average of 30, 1st uh, class average of thirty, you, you don't really expect. This chap to be the guy to, to, to break the mould. I mean, it does. England have been dining out for about well, two decades now. They've been dining out on that one amazing call or two amazing calls that Duncan Fletcher made at the start of his reign, when he scanned around county cricket and saw Marcus Scrothick and Michael Vaughan averaging I think twenty nine and thirty three in first class cricket. They thought, you, you, come here, come into my office, become test cricketers, and they became basically the yeah. the two most important batters that England had in that pre 2005 cycle because they transformed the possibilities for England at the top of the order through attacking stroke play. I don't see Alex Lees being the type of guy who's going to be doing that. I do see Zach Crawley as the type mm-hmm. of guy who could do that. There's an awful lot of reason to believe that given a fair wind, he's got the, the breadth of stroke and the confidence and the, and the stature to, to back it up. And he's now got two very good hundreds, albeit on flat decks. So there's a chance that he could be a guy who could break that mould in the way that Truscott and Vaughan did. I'm not convinced scanning around county cricket at the guys who have been asked to sort of front up and try to be England's new, new opening bat, that, that Alex Lees is necessarily going to succeed where, say, Rory Burns failed, or, or Sam Robson, or or Hasib Mead oh, well, or you know, there you can have really lost of names in the
2: mix. I was like Rory. <laughs> yeah, well, well Rory. Uh, Joe Denley. You know, Don Sibley. Joe Denley. <laughs> I've got, Denley, got lots of time for Joe jo Denley. Speaking of people that don't want to leave the crease when they're out there, yeah. Joe Denley's definitely one. We, Joe
1: Denley. Ab- forgot, Joe Denley lived up, up to hell. his average. We
0: Valuable. Thirty no. of a hundred balls. The dentry <laughs> <The> t-
1: was.
2: <laughs> the dentry yeah. cannot forget that. <laughs> but England,
1: England's openers have been so stuck in a rut, stuck in a mindset of, yeah. of just don't get out. And part of that is is good. Part of that it comes back to the you know Kane, that, that discipline, that that knowledge of you know outside off stump is naughty. Don't go, don't go near the ball. But ultimately, if you have that mindset too drummed into into you, you end up as Dom Sibley did by the end of his mm, his last. Dom in. I think Dom Sibley could come again. I genuinely do. But by the end of the last summer against India, there he was. His only shot was a was an uncomfortable shovel off the pads because he didn't dare chase anything outside. Into off. the hands of leg. Into gully, the, the hands of the leg time. gully and off he roots. So see, <laughs> so, you know the the trouble is England have England have backed themselves into a corner with with the with their their slightly tunnel vision at the top three. They don't know how to break out of it. It's part of the reason I think that roots now at number three just mm. to try to try to change something because they they are they are basically on a on a bit of a bit of a bit of a vicious cycle of picking another opener oh dear he's not going to break the mold next oh dear he's not going to break the mold either next zach crawley could break the mold um and so watch this space but again you'll have to start doing it on more than just the deadest decks in in Christendom. <laughs> that's, a true. <laughs> that's a start that's a start
0: well I, I don't think either of you have veered too close to positivity uh much <laughs> <laughs> <not> far um
2: <laughs> I have a po- uh, well we have Bonner as a positive I have a Jason Holder as always a positive um, e- England
0: had three centurions so yeah you know. I brought up Jack uh, Leach as a
2: positive we went there you had three cent Johnny Beristow all mm. positives Ben Stokes even though you know there was not that typical Ben Stokes type innings but he's always a positive I think. So. But
1: Michael Vaughan made an interesting point in his, in his Telegraph column about Lees and said that you know Lees has got no trigger movement which some people are sort of talking about the way that Rory Burns had this extravagant sort of mm. peering over his shoulder like a meerkat type, <laughs> type look and, and arms going everywhere too many trigger movements basically they were sort of saying oh he hasn't got a no trigger movement that's perfect he's, he's nice and calm just play ball, see ball, mm-hmm. play ball. But Vaughan was making the point that, you know, if you don't have any trigger movement, essentially you're, 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 you're automatically heavy on your feet. You're not going to mm-hmm. be light and energetic and full of pizzazz to get down the pitch and mm. do the things you need to do to, to react to the ball. And lo and can't. behold, he was LBW and and behold, twice. Was LBW <laughs> twice. So, you know, Michael Vaughan knows what he's talking about, to be yeah, honest, when it comes to back. He may know, a thing or two. <laughs> So, you know, that's, that's again, it, it comes down to the trouble that England have got. They are They are literally stuck in a rut. It comes to it comes to their uh, their opening batting, and um, it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take Yeah, we, so we we won't
0: see. we won't be changing the script on that. Um, Bring
2: out Barbados. Yeah,
0: and and this is just uh, uh, just the final word really. It's still the bottom of the table clash. Alexis, West Indies even have been penalised a couple of yes. points for their slow over rate <laughs> the So uh-huh. they're level on points now, England and West Indies, fourteen points. But West Indies' percentage points per game is higher. Which, and I think that they will probably probably keep hold of that, even if the next test doesn't go oh, too well. Misery but... truly loves company, and we are the best of companies here. Like Metallica? This draw really was a perfect result. Yeah. Trust um, me. Um, and I I don't think we um, we've got time to go into the women's World Cup. Um, but it's going quite well for West Indies um, and not for yeah. England, Miller really. yeah. <laughs> So uh,
1: you you win the misery stakes? Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it started very, very well for the West Indies. Obviously, that India result was quite, quite a slap to the face. It was something, I don't want to say expected, but, um, you know, we lost quite heavily to India in the warm-ups, you know, by well over 80 runs, so I was, <laughs> we lost even heavier, <laughs> you know, against them, but I, w- I don't want to say I was winning the first
0: two that's what Yeah we're that focus, was important um, yeah but that's, the India match I mean the... I watched it when you have people
2: <laughs> like you know Smriti and and Breek Kaur just on one that day it's true I remember with Jimmy Anderson who had told me when Steve Smith in that Ashes even Jofra's like debut Ashes when Steve Smith is Obviously, Joffre got the better of him there, but when Steve Smith is just on one, I even asked Jimmy, what do you do when you see a batter just on one? And he said, honestly, sometimes there's nothing you can do. You stick to your plan, but you also are resigned to the fact that this is their day, and I think that that was their day for um, both Smriti Mandana and Harman Prikhor. And and obviously, it's another big test for the West Indies coming up, too, against Australia, who clearly are the favourites to win this. But either way, good stuff to get, you know, two big wins, um, obviously, at the expense of England, too.
1: I can't believe! I can't believe you you you, you zoomed, zoomed in on on that defeat when England have got three three defeats. It's, uh, it's, uh, that's taking, yeah. that's taking mis- misery appropriation to new lows.
2: Listen, we, we, we have to find the little glimmers of hope where we have them, Miller. Well,
1: I'll tell you tell you what my my, my tuppence on or threepence as it is now on 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 England women, um, they have basically it looks as though they've been dining out on their uh, their glory in twenty seventeen for five years now. It's mm. it's there is a distinct difference between trusting the experience and and stagnating and it does look as though England have veered a little bit more towards the latter with the way they haven't evolved their team um and ultimately it comes down to the, the expectation of of magic from players who have produced in the past most notably Anya Shrubsole mm-hmm. uh, but you know, when it comes to magic, no one's produced any more magic than Deandra Dottin. You know, coming and coming in that, world
2: that, boss, That,
1: that <laughs> world, world boss with 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 all, all manner of all manner of emojis to, to, to differentiate. But yeah, but, you know, she she, she storms in and. Basically, comes to a crunch situation having not bowled a ball in anger in about four months, yeah, and then says, Give me the ball, I'm going to win this game. And she does. I mean, that essentially seems to be the mentality that England have taken into their World Cup. It's like, We've got guys, girls who've done this before, we are going to win when it matters. And they haven't, they've lost three close games. Yeah. And on each occasion, the things that let them down is, is fitness and fielding, frankly. Yeah. Um, their conditioning hasn't been good enough. Um, they've they've and they've dropped catches. And any one of those, either one of those. I suspect they would be right in the right in the mix and said now they're needing favours and it's uh, yeah it's looking a bit bleak for them.
0: Very much in keeping with the theme for in <laughs> the English winter, um, that'll do us for today. Test cricket's biggest loser debate will continue at least into the second match of the series in the Caribbean as the red ball reset moves on to Barbados. Watch out for Jason Holder is all I'm saying. My thanks to Miller and Alexis. It's been a pleasure to do this in person. Uh, Please feel free to comment on the sparkling audio via your preferred pod platform and keep up to date with the latest news on trickinfo.com.